Cindy Nelson. And I'm Karen Feldman. And this is Help! I'm an Entrepreneur, a podcast for those who have taken on the challenge of entrepreneurship and who love tips and advice from successful entrepreneurs who have overcome tricky obstacles along the way. Today, and for the next few episodes, we have a special phone interview with Taryn Feldman, a celebrity makeup and hair artist who has worked with Reese Witherspoon, Trisha Yearwood, and more wonderful women who are also amazing entrepreneurs in their own right. All right, Taryn, we're going to jump right in and looking at your amazing path so far. I cannot imagine how many ups and downs you've had on your path to success over the more than 15 years you've been in the industry. There have to have been many. When you take a look back at the decade and a half year ago, Taryn, and you see her just firing on all cylinders and dreaming of where you are today, what is that one thing that you told yourself, that one thing that kept driving you forward every day to get there? So I think what I um, told myself was to to never like settle and to always get better at your craft. Um, Because the better I got, the better I I felt like I was um, to be able to to touch and work with such high caliber uh, women. You know what I mean? That have access to the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of what was in my brain. Um, At least halfway through, maybe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know if I had direction in my early 20s. I just loved glam so much, but... um, when I really started taking it serious as a business and was like, Oh, Oh, this is like a career, like a legit, legit career. Um, and it's not just about talent. It's about so much, so many other things, but I think that's what I kind of told myself. Is that something that you had in your sights at the very beginning? Was that always your goal was a celebrity makeup artist or was that your, just your passion in the beginning? You know, that wasn't really my passion in the beginning. It, it, I just loved doing makeup, and I would do a lot of fun photo shoots with my friends, and I did so many fashion weeks in L.A., and I did a lot of, like, indie films and special effects, and it wasn't really until... And I had worked with some celebrities um, in L.A., but it wasn't until I moved to Nashville that I really honed in on um, I want to work with um, entertainment industry people. Oh, interesting. So would you say that that kind of fell into your lap or was it over time that's something you're like, oh, that is something that I want to do? You know, I, when I first started wanting to do makeup, I was so um, obsessed. I think I was like 11 when I first got, um, there's this makeup artist that every makeup artist knows. His name uh, is Kevin Aquan. He sadly passed away uh, in the late 90s, but he had these beautiful books called Making Faces and he would take celebrities and he would make them look like other celebrities just using makeup. And I always wanted to do that. And and that's what kickstarted me wanting to do makeup. But then I got sidetracked and kind of dipped my toes in so many other um, realms of makeup and hair. And then what's funny is that I kind of came back to that. So I think deep down, I always wanted to do that, but I, I feel like maybe I needed to like explore and have a little bit of experience like in weddings and special effects and film and TV commercial, like all those things before I really found what I, my niche, what I, what I wanted to do, which was just really only work with women and women, 
um, powerful women in the industry. So interesting. So do you think that maybe that was one of those additional things that kept driving you forward? I, yes, I really, I, I do work with some, you know, like little baby artists and that's fun. And, and I'm, you know, definitely open to working with like younger kind of doe-eyed people that aren't fully <laughs> in the industry yet. But um, there's something about, because I'm a powerful woman, I just relate to, I would just rather work with somebody that knows exactly what they want and then they can relay that to me. Mm-hmm. And there's no bullshit in between. <laughs> and I do what I do and you let me do what I do. And that's, it's like a really um, synchronized dance. Uh, and that's the dance that I like to dance. That's a really good point. You know, there, I know there's some, you know, early on in the business there, it's hard to get there. I know kind of as you work along as an entrepreneur, that's a definitely a nice place to be. Were you always there in the beginning? Did you have those no BS clients or does it take time to get there? Oh, it takes time. Yeah. It's not an overnight thing. I mean, it's by the time you build up your name, um, cause it, it's usually like the base of it is word, word of mouth. Yes. I know things are different now with the internet and, you know, people go, Oh my God, they're like so big on Instagram or TikTok. Like I want to work with them, but that not like, industry, industry people are like that. They want to work with like agency rep, people that know the drill. You know what I'm saying? It's Mm -hmm. not just, oh, cool. You're good at makeup and hair. Like you have to have decorum and know how to act around people and situations and, you know, watch your mouth. And, you know, it's not just like, look at all the Instagram followers I have. It's none of that. That doesn't really, that's a very small part of our job, I think. How does it feel to be here now looking back at all that you've been through to get here? Oh, I mean, it's, it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt it's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's such a fun industry. I've met so many fun people, but the entertainment industry is wild. And there's not a lot of loyalty and there's a lot of bullshit. I mean, it's, it's weird. I've watched people go through weird shit. I've, I've gone through weird stuff. Like it's, it's not glamorous by any means and it can be really cutthroat. And, um, yeah, it's it's just tough. It's just a tough industry. It is. I mean, there's no, I think anybody that's in it would say the same thing. Yeah. Whether it's music or movies or any type of like, entertainment industry genre is just kind of a tough, a tough industry. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean don't get into it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say you have to be a certain person, but that's not totally true. I mean, I've seen all kinds of different people in this industry and some people are in it and then they move on to other industries and, you know, it's fun. There's a lot of great, I've met some of the most amazing people in this industry and I've, I've had such a great career and I wouldn't change a thing, but, you know, it's wild. It's the wild, wild west. Speaking of the wild, wild west, so, you know, when you think about how competitive the beauty industry is, jumping into an industry like yours can be terrifying for someone in the beginning. What went through your mind when you decided that this was the path for you? Was it always scary? Was it not at all or somewhere in between? Um, I don't really 
get, I always call myself a fearless idiot because I'll do anything. <laughs> um, like, I'll literally throw myself into any situation. So it wasn't, um, it, it's not scary. I mean, it. what's scary is, you know, freelance life is you work when there's work. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that can be scary if you're going from having like a stable job and then having to literally hustle and sell yourself to photographers, production companies, you know, so on and so forth. That is scary, but there's no better way to do it than to just do it. And then once you do it, it's not scary. So I could see how it's scary, but I never really got super scared about it. It was just like the way, and I've been doing it since I was in my 20s. So I was just so used to, I am so used to the, kind of inconsistent consistency. Um, how did that change? Yeah, when... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say there's like this weird, and, and I've heard every friend of mine bitch about this, and, and I've been there too, is when you don't have, you have like a week or two where you're like, oh my God, I have nothing on the books. You think like, oh my God, my career's over, but it's that's just not it. And then like, you know, a week later, you know, your book fills up. So it's like the curse, the, the freelancer's curse, but by now I... I take a week of nothing or even a month of no work. I just go, great. I'm, if you need me, I'll be in my pool. <laughs> like, I don't even, that means I need time to like live my life in real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Have a breather. Have a breather. And enjoy your life for a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, how did that change? How did that change when you were ready to segment yourself into a celebrity makeup and hair artist? I mean, I I still don't even really call myself a celebrity makeup art and hair artist. I just I I feel like at, at a certain point I was ready to like get signed by an agency and you know I had a reputable name and you know I worked with a couple of celebrities and you know people started getting to know my name and associate that with working with celebrities. But you know I work with all kinds of people and mm-hmm. non celebrity people still. You know I'm never gonna turn my nose. Uh, at any certain, I mean, of course I do say no to certain things, but that's just because I'm like, I can't, if I, if I energetically don't feel it, I can't do it, you know? But, um, yeah, I guess at some point when you start mainly, you're just working with a lot of celebrities, I guess, yeah, you are a celebrity makeup artist. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. That naturally just happened. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, you know, working with celebrities and non-celebrities, I mean, is that just a passion of yours too? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I will totally do, I mean, I still love to get together with, you know, my friends that are photographers and stylists and we just literally will like snatch up some model or some hot friend of ours and we'll just like do shoots. Nobody gets paid. We just do it because we want to get creative and not have like a label tell us what to do or a client tell us what to do. You know what I mean? I'll still do that all the time. Yeah. I feel like passion projects are forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, and, and I'll randomly, I'll do a wedding for a friend or something. If it's, you know, we're traveling to a really cool place. I've never been. I'm like, absolutely. Why wouldn't I want to go to Italy (laughs) or, you know, (laughs) Dominican Republic or something for a friend of mine's wedding or, you know, I'll still do, I mean, it's like, such a cool job and that's one thing that I will say um, I would have told my younger self is to just always stay humble and you know just 
we do makeup and hair for a living. Like we make people look pretty and feel pretty. That's like the core of it is we help them be the person they need to be to do their job. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not about us always. You know what I mean? I, I, I think everybody kind of, and this might be in your business too. Um, it's probably in every industry. I actually just like kind of thought about that. I'm like, I bet chefs go through this, photographers go through this, you know, like even, even celebrities, I'm sure like go through this where you, in the beginning, you're like working your ass off, you're working your ass off, you're working your ass off. And then it starts to pay off. And then you kind of get this cocky air about you. And then of course the universe does what the universe does and kind of like kicks you off that high horse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sure like, you could think back into your career. Anybody could really think back into their career and where they're like, oh, yeah, I got a little too full of myself or I got ahead of myself. And, you know, I was kind of acting a fool or I thought I was the shit or whatever. It's just so important to, like, stay humble and just be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just be cool, man. Oh, yeah. Nobody likes shitty people. No matter what or who you are, like, it's just so tired. I feel like especially now. Oh yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to work with like difficult people in any way, in any shape or form. I you know? agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. I'm the same way. I have the same experience and I have like a trifecta of things that knock me off my path. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it is wild. I don't know why the world does that to you, but it does. You know, I kind of wonder, too, sometimes, like, you know, you talk about that and you have, you know, that passion in between. I kind of wonder, too, you know, those passion projects, I think sometimes those things are also the things that kind of help you not be scared as an entrepreneur in between, too, because, you know, you're just kind of doing your own thing. And then if there is something, you know, that kind of scares you, like, whatever, I'll just do my other thing that gives me, you know, joy in my life. And so you do that thing. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the times I feel like we define ourselves by what we do for a living. And, you know, we're so much more. I'm so much more. You're so much more. We're so much more complicated and intricate than just I do makeup and hair and, like, you know, you own the social op. Like, it's just more. And mm-hmm. it's not the only thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so it's we just get so wrapped up in it. And I did for years. I mean, I was such, especially before the pandemic, I, I worked constantly all the time and I missed vacations with friends and I missed, um, like cousin weddings or things like that because I was just so wrapped up in like work, especially as a freelancer too, because you're, you know, you're like, well, I have to take this job or that person's going to work with somebody else and then they'll never work with me again. And it's like, now I'm like, whatever is meant be will be and whatever is meant for me is meant for me and that's it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I am gonna continue to live my life and have real life experiences not like let my life pass me by over a job you know what I'm saying or over my career for Taryn finding her niche and working with powerful women came from working in different areas along the way in an industry that is tough to work in and hustling in a tough industry can be scary, but the advice is nothing other than to jump in and just do it. And when you finally made it, make sure to stay humble and more specifically, be cool, man. 
Lastly, and more importantly, Taryn's insight to ensure that you experience life and not let your career take over is invaluable for every entrepreneur. In our next episode, we talk a little bit about navigating relationships as an entrepreneur. What multi-month long activity helped her rejuvenate after a burnout experience? And what has she learned about being a workaholic and how that might impact future relationships? Join us next time to find out. You can find out more about Taryn on Instagram, at Taryn Feldman. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at helpimanentrepreneur.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify for the opportunity to get early access to episodes and to get answers to your entrepreneurial questions from our guests and more. See you next time.